0: Before we start the show, we'd like to remind our audio listeners that this show was developed as a video podcast. If you'd like to see any of the visuals that are referenced in this episode, we invite you to check out our YouTube channel. Simply search for the Conquer Risk podcast. You'll see all the shows we produce, including this one. And just like the audio, you can subscribe to be notified the moment a new episode drops. Enjoy the show. From Research by Potomac and the Conquer Risk podcast, this is Who Charted?
1: Hey, welcome back, everybody. Another episode of Who Charted, the most electrifying six minutes in markets. As always, Who Charted brought to you by the team at Research by Potomac. With me here today is Drew Wells. You know the drill. Six charts, six minutes. Let's get after it.
2: All right, big move in the S&P 500 last week. Uh, we have the percentage of stocks above the 10 and 20-day moving averages. So breadth is really important. Whenever whenever we see a big move in the S&P, uh, we want to make sure that that's confirmed by an increasing number of stocks and not just driven by the uh, handful of the ind- index heavyweights in there. So uh, both printing 10-day uh, and 20-day uh, moving average levels above the 80% level. So really strong breadth coming off of Uh, The lows right there in March, Uh, the S&P is above its 20 uh, uh, day moving average and 10 day moving average, obviously. But take a look at how those lows have been kind of rising uh, throughout February and into March, you know, getting an idea that, you know, some stocks could be losing their downside momentum if the index is going to build a leg to uh, to reverse course and drive higher. It's the goodest place as any.
1: All right. Speaking of breath, keeping it in that family, uh, but shifting gears to the Nasdaq. This is the Nasdaq 100. Four days in a row yesterday, uh, last week, uh, saw the NASDAQ 100 have advancers as a percentage of advancers plus decliners click in at over 80%. Uh, Not something that we see often. You'd have to go back uh, towards the kind of move out of the pandemic lows to see a cluster of readings above 80%, such as what we saw last week. At the same time, NASDAQ 100 breaking the downtrend line uh, that's been in place for the majority of this year. That's the uh, the smaller chart in the center of the pane. If you just look at the four-day rate of change for the NASDAQ 100 index last week, it was the best four-day rate of change once again since the pandemic, clocking it at over 9%. So talking about breath, talking about potential catalysts, to reverse uh, some of the bearishness that we've been seeing in the market, these are kind of the signposts uh, that we look to. All
2: right, I know everybody is tired of seeing the regular, uh, you know, growth to value chart. Uh, you know, we all know what it looks like by now. Uh, here's international growth to value. splice it up a little bit, right? So, uh, testing uh, resistance level at that highlighted zone, long-term area here. But take a look at momentum and 14-day RSI breaking out of that relative resistance zone after making a higher low uh, right there in March. So, you know, if gro- international growth is gonna really start to to get moving, it's probably gonna happen somewhere around here. Now, obviously a lot more work needs to be done uh, on this chart. We need to see some follow through. Obviously you need to see a breakout. You know, if we see that, you know, sort of uh, same, same development happen here domestically that could give, you know, an increasing, you know, bias towards growth, but we still have some some significant work
1: to do before we get too excited about it. I think that's fair. Speaking of uh, still some work to do, but something that's interesting, Uh, high yield versus treasuries. This is using the ETFs uh, to get a gauge or as proxies for those two asset classes. Uh, What we can see is a consolidation after a downtrend now starting to resolve to the upside. So if we think about what this means uh, for the market, to me, this is a sign of uh, a little bit more of a willingness on the part of investors to take on risk, uh, something that's been absent over the past few months. Uh, we've been highlighting that in our work each and every week. But, uh, you know, we want to sit up and take notice uh, when high yield treasuries break out of a consolidation, uh, high yield bonds rather, break out of a consolidation relative to treasuries, especially as it plays out, uh, you know, on the heels of a strong rally last week for the equity markets led by uh, the NASDAQ with that increasing breadth. So we're going to keep watching that one.
2: All right, metals and mining. This is one of the most popular uh, inflation-related equity themes, right? So gone nowhere for uh, you know almost uh, almost a year. There broke out in the early part of this year, retested that forty-eight dollar uh, breakout level above a rising fifty-day moving average, and just totally ripped to the upside, uh, you know, if most of February and, and into March. So uh, take a look at um, the performance relative to the S and P 500. Again, you see a very similar behavior. Big base, right? Testing a resistance zone, breakout, retest, and go, right? So, um, it's probably a little bit extended here, uh, you know, as far as the distance from the 50-day moving average. So it makes sense to see some choppy action, which is actually what we're what we've been seeing uh, in the space over the next um, over the past couple of weeks. But it's going to be
1: interesting to see uh, which direction that consolidation uh, resolves in the future. All right, so metals and mining, breakout, retest, and go. Uh, For gold itself, right, which is obviously a key element for metals and mining stocks, uh, we have the breakout, we have the retest, Uh, what we are potentially looking for now is the go. Uh, Here is the chart of gold spot breaking above, uh, call it 1900, the key level. Uh, for the breakout and then pulling back to retest that level you see a nice rounding pattern what's interesting to me here though is the rsi the rsi on the pullback has not even come close thus far to threatening 40 the lower bound of a bullish regime for this momentum indicator and notice the change of characteristic of late notice how 40 has been acting as support for the past couple of months on the rsi so we have a potential momentum shift Uh, on a breakout and now a retest. I think that as long as gold spot is above 1900, it has to be on the radar screen. All
2: right, everybody. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. If you like this video, uh, please don't forget to uh, share and subscribe. We'll see you in the next video.
1: All right, everyone. Thanks. We'll see you soon.